Hollywood is rated LGBT Radio, starring your host, Rob Watson! Welcome, welcome, welcome to this installment of Rated LGBT Radio, and yes, I am your host, Rob Watson. Um, today we have a great show lined up for you. We are actually waiting for our guest to uh, hit the board here, um, but we will be talking to David Archuleta, the one and only. Um, if you are a masked singer uh, fan, you will have just witnessed him taking the first runner-up spot on that show. Um, it, it, it's ironic. He is such a, a superstar in his own right but he seems always destined for the first runner-up um, spot in the different competitions. Um, you may remember him previously as the 2008 um, American Idol season um, winner of the first runner-up. Um, after that win, he had a hit single out called Crush. Um, that song hit was sold more than two million digital copies, um, and it went to double platinum. Three months later, his self-titled album, David Archuleta, sold more than 900,000 copies worldwide. Um, He's got a huge social media presence um, and uh, then has um, put out numerous albums, a lot of Christmas albums included, um, over the years since American Idol and before um, The Masked Singer. Um, through that, David was dealing with a huge internal conflict. Um, he has always been very upfront about his spiritual identity, and um, what was also going on was coming to terms with his sexual orientation. In 2021, David came out as queer to the LGBTQ community, and um, he continues to navigate his identity. Um, During that time, he also had a vocal cord surgery, which is scary for any singer when that is part of who your professional identity is, and that left him unable to speak for three months, uh, which also gave him a period of self-reflection. In the fall of 2022, uh, he revealed to Good Morning America that he was experiencing a faith crisis and he was stepping away from the Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, and that, of course, is when, where he had been a Mormon all of his whole life. Um, so that was what has led up to this year, 2023. And this is the year that the cocoon is open and the butterfly is emerging. Um, as I said, he just re- completed a run on The Masked Singer. Again, he hit the coveted first runner-up spot. Um, even though uh, Bishop, um, Bishop Briggs won the top spot of the show, if you saw the finale, um, you have to know that David was the one who walked away with all the love. Um, even w- one of the things that you see when you watch that show um, uh Ken Jeong is always the quippy judge. He's always making funny comments, um, doesn't ever seem to take anything very seriously. Well, not this time. He was literally in tears when David's identity was revealed, um, partly because when 
back in the day when David was on American Idol, uh, Ken and his wife were um, dealing with some crises, and David's performance on American Idol was something that always spoke out to them. So the fact that David was the mass singer moved Ken dramatically. Um, but after David started to share from the stage his journey that he had been through, Ken was not the only one with tears in his eyes. The entire audience was completely overwhelmed, as was the winner. Um, uh, uh, Bishop, uh, Bishop Briggs, when she then was revealed, all she was talking about was David as well. So he totally, totally overwhelmed everybody in the audience. Um, today, um, David has a brand new single out called Up. It is definitely a song that is completely pertinent to his journey and where he is right now. And, you know, you can tell by the title, that's the direction he's going in. Um, so we will be playing that song in its entirety during this show. So before we go to David, though, I do want to touch base with our co-host and the editor of the Los Angeles Blade magazine, uh, albeit Brody is a little bit under the weather today. But Brody, how are you doing? A little under the weather. Um, I think, the, first of all, happy pride to all of our listeners, uh, to those of you that were gathered together in Washington to be at the White House for uh, the Pride celebration. Uh, the White House had to move it to Saturday as a direct result of all of the smoke and cinder that's in the air from those horrible brush fires uh, coming from my homeland, uh, albeit Nova Scotia. I grew up in Ontario. but uh, So, yeah, um, that kind of put a damper on the celebration, but the White House is planning on doing uh, the reception uh, for Pride Month on Saturday. Today, and I'm just going to say this very neutrally, someone who has absolutely hated on our community and wreaked havoc for virtually decades and has literally spawned a lot of animus and a lot of hurt and a lot of all sorts of things, uh, passed away today. And um, his name was Pat Robertson. He was a Baptist preacher. He was also a figure within the Republican Party. Uh, he was someone uh, that was mentoring people like Jerry Falwell uh, and a few of the others in the movement. Um, and essentially, it's safe to say that Robertson would be construed correctly as a Christian nationalist. And he was definitely homophobic and transphobic, and uh, quite frankly, some of the things that came out of his mouth were a little far-fetched, to say the very least. Uh, but he passed away, and the over the overarching um, viewpoint I've been seeing this morning is definitely not PG-13, so I won't mention some of what I've seen. Um, across the spectrum, and then I'm going to let you go to our uh, guest today. Um, we have a lot of things going on. Missouri's governor uh, today, unfortunately, signed uh, more anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ um, legislation, and this is going to be taken again into court 
Republican Governor Mike Parson signed Senate Bill 49, which is a gender-affirming care ban. And then he also signed Senate Bill 39, which is the anti-transient sports law. <laughs> now, according to the, uh, our colleagues at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, both these bills were signed in private, no signing ceremony or fanfare. Um, so, you know, but it is what it is. Uh, at this point, we now have 540 pieces of legislation since January that have been um, more or less targeted at our trans brothers and siblings, uh, sisters. But, you know, they, there's been the anti-gay, don't say gay, the book bans. It's just been kind of a, a potpourri, if you will, of just hate and discontent. So this year, probably more so than any other year I can think of, <laughs> excuse me, we really need to think about what pride's about. And that is, and again, pardon me, pride has been and always will continue to be a protest. And the one thing that I think I want to emphasize uh, to all of our listeners, and uh, David, I'm sure when you come on and talk to Rob, you'll agree with this, We've got to stop being in the room as and in a space of being an issue. We have to have people understand that we're a people. So it's no longer a narrative of issue over people. We've got to flip that script. Because as long as the Republicans and the detractors and the haters keep saying this is an issue, they're never going to see us for humanity. They're never going to see us, okay, as people. And that's the one thing that we've got to do. I think there was the one thing that LGBTQ activists have been doing the last 75 years of the movement. They certainly did it on that hot June night uh, in the West Village in New York, and they continue to do it. Um, And with that, I'm going to gracefully slink away and grab more tea. Okay, great. Thanks, Brody. And, yeah, and one of the things, too, that, of all the rhetoric that is going on around LGBTQ issues and the whole idea of groomerism and all of that is this underlying almost belief that being gay is a choice. That is something that, that you are influenced to become. Um, And I think we'll find in David's story, and I relate to this with my story is um, you have people like us, who actually chose to be straight, tried to be straight, had intended to be straight, and that didn't work. Um, So it is something that is innate. Um, And with that, rather than talking about him behind his back, I'm going to talk about him in front of his back. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. It is so great having you. Um, First of all, I... I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your just your pure, pure talent. Your voice is and your passion are almost angelic. If, and I'm just giving you a little breathing space to be human oh. um, in there. <laughs> but um, well, thank you. you have lived, even as you struggle, so honestly and upfront. No one, you've never hidden really who you are, even though. You were hiding part of who you were to yourself. Um, But I want to dial us back to years before you were even on American Idol yourself. Um, I saw a video of you as an 11-year-old standing in the lobby of a hotel 
singing to the then first contestants of American Idol, including Kelly Clarkson, who and you were singing the the um, Dream Girls song about I'm not going, um, and <laughs> totally overwhelming Kelly Clarkson by the way, who came over and hugged you. Um, but tell me about that determination as just you know barely in, out of being a child that gave you the vision of being who you wanted to be. Um, well, you know, I didn't really have a vision of, I didn't really look at myself as I'm going to accomplish great things. I definitely, and but I did imagine, I thought, wow, it'd be so cool. You know, how kids imagine being a, a vet or a zookeeper or a dentist. Um, I would imagine being on a stage performing in front of a lot of people and, just what that experience would be like having the spotlight on you, like how I had seen on PBS specials <laughs> with, um, yeah. that was like my first time seeing live performance in like the experience of watching someone on a stage performing to an audience. So lame as a Rob, when they had their PBS special for their 10th anniversary, that was my, that's what kind of, awakened this passion inside of me to be like, wow, what is going on? Watching people in their faces as they sang these songs and got into character and really transformed. And I just thought, that's amazing. I, I want to emulate that. So yeah. David, I need to interrupt you really quick. Um, we just had a technical glitch and the show is going to end on us really quickly. I need you to call back in just a minute. Um, I need to set the show up again. I really apologize. Um, no worries. No worries. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so, but uh, very excited to talk to you. Apologies on that. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to end it right now, and then we'll be yeah. Call back. Call back in in uh, like five minutes. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Sorry about that. Thanks. No worries. <laughs> 